Hello, and welcome to New Hope Christian Fellowship with Pastor John Gilbert. Okay. So, as I say, we've read from Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13, the Lord's Prayer. And you may have heard someone say at some point, it should be the disciples' prayer, shouldn't it? But these are the very words that Jesus prayed. And we're to follow in his footsteps. So that's why we call it the Lord's Prayer. But, you know, today is Father's Day. And it's fitting to have this special day to honour fathers. And uh, we read in the scriptures, Exodus 20, verse 13, the commandments say that we should honour our parents, our father and our mother. And I'll be honest with you, when I read this, I suddenly thought, oh dear, have I honoured my father and my mother? Have I given them the respect that they deserve? And, and I'm being honest, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, the scriptures say, don't they? And, you know, my dad, I love him dearly. But I didn't love my mother dearly. But it's not Mother's Day, so I don't have to tell you about those things. <laughs> because um, you know the story. But um, there's a reason for that. But I dearly love my dad. You know, the family structure... Nika and Joey, right? And the kids. That family structure is ordained by God. It's God's will to have mum and dad and the kids, if, if you have kids, you know. But, um, and that's a blessing from the Lord. But the thing is, it's God's will to have a mum and a dad. And Jesus being part of the Godhead, he prayed to our Heavenly Father in the same way that he's directing us to pray our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. The Lord Jesus prayed those very words when he took time to go into the wilderness. You know, he rose early in the morning, didn't he? And he went up the mountain and he took time to pray, he prayed these very words. And he's trying to encourage us to do exactly the same thing. Identifying us as God's children, sons and daughters of the living God. So it's wonderful that our earthly father-child relationship was planned by the Creator. Such a great thing. And here we are, here we are, in the will of God. And very sadly, very, very sadly, the enemy is turning all of that upside down. He's trying to confuse society so that children don't know if their dad's their mum and their mum's their dad because of all the funny things that are going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, hello everyone, come on. 
Hey. I think we should start the whole service all over again. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Michael, should we go back to the beginning? <laughs> all right. It's nice to see you all. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. So we're by way of introduction, we're doing the sermon, all right? So the Lord Jesus, we're talking about the prayer, the, our Lord's prayer, and about the fact that he is our heavenly father, okay? And anyway, you'll, you'll understand as we unfold. It's very early in the sermon. But his prayer contains great lessons for our fathers and our families everywhere, okay? Jesus has set the example. And my question to us today is that what does the Lord's Prayer say to us on this Father's Day? So what does it really say? And that's what we're going to look at. Firstly, it speaks of the Father. Verse, verse 9. Matthew 6 Verse 9. And after this manner, therefore pray, Our Father, which art in heaven. God is a dad. And there he is in glory. He's in heaven. He's up there. And he's watching us. Just as we read from the story of the prodigal son, didn't we? It's what we read earlier on in our first Bible reading. Earthly fathers need to learn from their heavenly Father. Is that right? Yes, it is. Janet, could you tell us what John 3.16 says, please? Do you remember that one? Yeah. For God so... Ah, oh, wonderful. Come on, give it. And Liam. You see, what that tells us is that God, our Father, truly loves us. That's what that tells us. For God so loved this world. Our Father so loves this world that he was willing to give the most precious thing our Lord Jesus Christ he was willing to give his own son for us that it tells us how valuable you are that's what it tells you that God our father is willing to give you know the parable of the the prodigal son the son said to the father father can I have my share of the inheritance? And we might be shocked at that, wouldn't we? If Jephro went up to Joey and said, come on, Dad, sort it out. I want to make my way in the world. Can you, you know, divide uh, Jezreel and my inheritance up, please? You wouldn't be saying that, would you, Jephro? But I, I, I hope I'm not putting thoughts in your head. <laughs> It shocks us, doesn't it? 
And in today's standard, if we consider a middle-class family and the value of a middle-class family home, yeah, we could say anywhere between 400 and 650,000 pounds. It will take 100 grand, I don't know, maybe a million. It shocks us of the value of the home and the value of the pension fund, doesn't it? And we think of this son saying, come on, Dad, I want my bit. And then... And then... Good luck, Dad. All right, all right. For safety. OK, mate. <laughs> it shocks us. We think of these sums. We add it up. We think, gosh, you know, this young man is after £500,000. And he's willing to go and squander it down the town or with his mates, so-called mates. And then he does, the story tells us that he does squander it. We think, what a waste of money, don't we? The Father, our Heavenly Father, has spared no expense. This has cost him more than 500 grand. It's cost him his son. It's cost Jesus Christ his life. Can you put a value on that? No one can put a value on that. And our Heavenly Father loves us so much, he's given us the most precious gift. 500 grand's nothing. It's nothing. Jesus gave his life for us. Never forget that. Because our faith in God depends on it. Incredible. He cares for us. Matthew 6.26 tells us that he cares so much. He cares. I mean, our pussycat. It's called Ewan. She's a pretty little cat. And when you're stroking her, you think, oh, such a beautiful cat. You know, she's like the model. She's the model of pussycats. You know, Kate Moss is a model, isn't she? She looks pretty, you know, so the papers say, right? But our pussycat brought a little bird home this morning. It was dead, right? On the doorstep. And I heard an as uh, meow, meow, meow outside the door. And um, I thought, shh, shh. I knew something was going on. And, and I saw a little, I thought it was a mouse, but it was a bird. Mayette was upset. I was upset as well, you know. But the point is that the Heavenly Father, he feeds those birds and he cares about those birds. It says it in, in the scriptures. Matthew 6, 26. Shall we read it? I'll read, um, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your Heavenly Father feedeth them and ye are much better than they. So that little bird came dead this morning onto the doorstep, but we are more precious than those little creatures that God made for our enjoyment, even for our pussycat's enjoyment. It says actually, when you look through, you read this, Jesus is constantly saying, 
your heavenly Father, your heavenly Father. And he also says here, in verse 6.34, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow should take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto today is the evil thereof. You know, we worry. We worry about today. We worry about tomorrow. We worry about the next day. We worry about next month. It hasn't even got here yet. We're worrying about next year. Well, that's in next year. We're, we're concerned for things we ought not to worry about. Our Heavenly Father is wanting us to focus on today and to learn how to live a godly life today and how to respect one another, to love our neighbours as ourselves. He cares about our tomorrows and he cares about our fears and our concerns of tomorrow. And he doesn't want us to do that. So he cares for these things and it illustrates this chapter 6 of Matthew's Gospel it illustrates how caring he is, how loving he is. Do not worry about this. Do not worry about what you're going to wear. Do not worry about what you're going to do, all these things. He cares. He's a loving father. He cares about tomorrow. So, before we move on to, to, into the, the rest of the message, how, if we're not children of God, how do we become children of God? Well, it says it quite clearly in John chapter 1, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. How wonderful. Even to them that believe on his name. That's all we have to do. To believe on the name of the Lord and we can have that fellowship that sonship that daughtership knowing that God is our heavenly father such a precious thing we need to know the value of this loving relationship and this care that he has for us let's move on so what else does the Lord's prayer teach us it speaks of the future. Everyone's concerned about the future. Everybody is worried. I mean, we here, we don't read horoscopes, do we? We don't go see a medium down in the road or have our tarot cards read, do we? No? I hope not. We look to the Lord. And when we pray in this prayer, the Lord Jesus says, Thy kingdom come. Very, very three words. If we pray this, all our tomorrows are wrapped up in him. You know, someone taught me once. They taught me about time. They said to me about where time came from. It's a good question. Uh, Liam's got a really flashy watch here, right? Well, he's got the watch, but it's, the watch has got time on it. But where does time come from? 
can't hear you because of the mask. But don't worry, Nika. Shall I tell you? Time comes from the future. It's coming from the future into the present. That's where we are today. What's the date today? Anyone know the date? 20th, 20th of June. Father's Day. Father's Day, 2021. Well, this Father's Day was once in the future. And it's come into the present, and guess what? Tomorrow, it will be in the past. That's a good one, isn't it, Bob? It's been, every day's come from the future, come into the present, gone into the past. Where are we coming from? We've got a future. We're coming from the past into the present, and where are we going? We're going into the future. To infinity and beyond, said Buzz Lightyear. Who's in the future? God's in the future. He's there. He's at the end. He's in eternity. So God is there. And God will meet us in the future. Thy kingdom come. And the kingdom of God, one day, one day we will meet him there and then. Can't wait. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to return. That's in the future, isn't it? So when that happens, it will come into the present at some point. And we're coming, it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, you're fed up with crime, aren't you? You're fed up with violence? You're fed up with coronavirus? No? I am. <laughs> Shall I read a few verses from Isaiah? chapter 11. Let's have a look at this. This is the prophet Isaiah and he's talking about the future. So let's read a few verses. Isaiah 11 verses 1 to 11. And it reads like this. Our Father has planned better things for the future. Okay? Let's have a little read. It says here, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither approve after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove the equity of the meek and of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. 
the roof. Oh, 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 oh! The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. How strange! And the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones, shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Wow. And the suckling child shall play on the hole of the asp. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice then. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. How amazing! Our pussycat in the future, if she's still alive, will not be chasing little sparrows and eating them. You know? It says there that the lion's going to lie down with the lamb and that the little baby's going to put her hand in the, in the, the, the nest of the adder or, or a snake. Can you believe it? These things are going to happen. These things are going to come to pass. That a cow and a bear shall be drinking water together, shall be eating hay together. What's the kingdom of our God going to be like in the future? Well, that's just a glimpse. That the, you know, the other day, about a week ago, you might have seen it in the newspaper. A young lady, there were two sisters on a boat somewhere in South America, I'm pretty sure that's where it was, Mexico. And the girl said, is there any crocodiles in this, in this water? They said, nah, there's no crocs around here. So this beautiful lady jumped in the water, went for a swim, got attacked by a crocodile. You'd be pretty annoyed, wouldn't you, if you've like talked to the tour guide and he said, Look, there's no crocs here. And suddenly her sister heard her screaming and panicking and being chewed up by a crocodile. She jumps in and starts hitting the crocodile. This is the sort of thing that you might do when you're on holiday in Mexico. But the thing is, thy kingdom come. This won't be happening in the future you'll be able to swim with crocodiles. You'll be able to swim with sharks. You're looking forward to it. I know it doesn't say that in the word, but it's what I understand if these words are to be true. So anyway, as we pray, as we pray this prayer, thy kingdom come, what we're doing, we're actually asking the Lord Jesus to return and return quickly because we know this world is in a mess we know there's evil we know there's wickedness and we know that the lion likes to eat the lamb but this won't happen in the future pardon Don? alright anyway let's move on to my next point okay Thank you, Dom. 
verse 11, let's go back to Matthew chapter 6, please. Matthew 6 and verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. That's what it says. Give us today our daily bread. You know, you earthly fathers, you go to work, whether you're a mechanic or a baker or a doctor or a postie, whatever you are, you go to work. Whether you've worked at Lucas or Sainsbury's, BOC, wherever, or the MOD, we go to work and we work our butts off. By the sweat of our brow, we work hard to earn money, to buy our shopping, to do all of that because we want to show our families that we love them and we want to provide for our sons and our daughters. You know, we want to pay the rent or pay the mortgage, you know. And it, it pleases Jesus that we do these things. And our Lord Jesus also, he cares about them. And it's why he says, give us this day our daily bread. Because we're putting our requests before our Heavenly Father. He knows we need all these things. He knows we need to have shirts on and wear nice clothes or, you know, he knows that we've got to hang curtains at home and have a roof over our head. And it concerns him that he wants all of us to call on him and ask for these things. Yeah? Eh? Because he himself wants to be involved in every little detail in our lives. That's very caring of him. It's wonderful that he's willing to be involved. We read Psalm 121. Do you know that psalm? Let's have a little look. Psalm 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall not slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade at thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and forevermore. He cares. He cares. He gave Job everything. You read that first chapter of Job, that second chapter, and you read that he's like the richest man in the East. People look to Job and they think he's got everything he wants, everything he needs. And he has because he fears the Lord. And the Lord blessed him. So much so that even Satan noticed how blessed he was. We could go through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. We could look at King David, that shepherd boy who became the king. We could look at Moses. We could look at Abraham. And if we evaluate their lives, 
we can say they were blessed. And they were blessed because our Heavenly Father blessed them. He gave them their daily bread. He cares. How wonderful. All we have to do is pray. Give us this day our daily bread. What else can we learn from this fantastic prayer? It is fantastic. It's the Lord's manifesto. It speaks of forgiveness. Forgive us our debts. Are we in debt to him? We have sinned, haven't we? We have fallen short of his glory in some way, some shape, somehow. We've all done wrong. We've all fallen short. But it's tremendous to know that he wants to forgive us. He loves us so much. And as I said earlier on, that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him shall not perish. Thank you, Liam. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9 says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess them. I said something to him the other day. I hope he wasn't shocked because I was shocked with what I said. And I'm not telling you. (laughs) I was being honest with myself. That's a good thing, isn't it? To be honest with yourself about your capabilities. We don't want to delude ourselves, do we? And I told him, I said, Lord, this, that and the other. That's who I am. That's what I am. But he wants me to be like him. And until we can come to that point and confess what we are, if we, we're going to stay what we are unless we confess it to him. You know what I'm saying? He wants me to be in his likeness. Didn't he? He wants all of us. He says, the Godhead says, let's make man in our image and in our likeness. But when we come to Jesus, we weren't quite in the image of the living God, were we? We didn't behave like God, did we? Did you? I didn't. You know, you might have gone past a building site, whether it's at work or whether you see a building site down the road, and you see men at work, work in progress. Well, that's us, isn't it? He's still working on us. Anyway, he wants to forgive men. He wants to forgive men for the things that they do. There was a sad story the other day in the newspaper. Can you, I'm going to tell you, a father, a father and a husband. You know what he did? He had an argument with his wife. They had a ding-dong. We have a ding-dong, don't you? Anyone have a ding-dong? Not had a ding-dong, Joey? Don't know what that is. 
I won't ask anyone else, all right? Because I don't want you to be embarrassed, all right? Sorry, Joey. You know what, right? This man had a ding-dong with his wife, and she's beautiful. She was the mother of his child, and he weren't happy, and she weren't happy. So do you know what she said to him? Do you know what? I think I might leave you. I might leave you. That's what she said, because I don't want to be talked to like this. And that wasn't good enough for him. Do you know what he did? Beat her up and he put her on the bed. He got the pillowcase and suffocated her. He killed her. And he came up with a story. The police come round and they said, what's going on here? And he said, some robbers come in the door, right? They come in the door and they robbed us and they killed my wife in front of me. In front of the baby. That's what he said. Do you know his wife? Liam, can you show us your watch, please? Can you show everyone your watch? Go on, let them all see your watch. He got, he's got a flashy watch. In it, what's it called? Um, just a, one that you can actually see with everything on when you're doing your thing around your car. Yeah. When you're not, um, when you're driving. Yeah. And you've got a phone with you. Yeah. You, you can, can answer it. And you can answer it. You can do anything nowadays, alright. Thank you. All you got to have <laughs> is just Bluetooth on your actual phone <laughs> and connect it. There you go. You can sit back down. Thank you. Do you know what happened with this lady? She had a watch like that on. And the watch could trace where she was going in the day. The watch was tracing her heartbeat and she could see how many times her heart beated to the minute. Do you understand me? It was tracking her movements. She like, you get these keep fit devices. I'm not sure if your ones can do that. Yeah, mine can. Right. So the day you pop your clogs and stop breathing, it will... You have to do that. You see what I'm saying? And the police found her watch. And according to his testimony or statement, her, start, her heart stopped beating at a different time to his statement. You understand me? So they caught him. And they said to him, look, mate, we're not happy with what you've told us. Because your watch, her watch, is telling us a different story to what you're telling us. So he then confessed it. And this, I know it's a sad story, but it just emphasises what men are like. This is a husband and a father, and he's done the wrong thing. We don't want to be like that. But the fact of the matter is, if we confess our sins to our Heavenly Father, he is willing to forgive us. And I just hope that his wife was able to forgive him because he murdered her. Anyway, that's, we won't get into all the nitty gritty, but people do the wrong thing. And we need forgiveness. I don't know what the time is. What's the time, Liam? 12.32. 12.32. Would you reckon another half an hour? Yeah. 
What else does this prayer teach us? It says to us, the Lord Jesus says, lead us not into temptation. Which is, that guy got led into temptation. When you yield to temptation, you, you yield yourself to becoming in bondage to something. And it says in the scriptures, whoever the son is set free, he said we'll be free indeed. And we, people think that they got freedom because they don't have to go to church on a Sunday. God gives people freedom, but their freedom leads them to bondage because they want to let it all hang out and fall into sin and they end up in bondage to their lusts, whether it's drugs or alcohol or sexual things. You know, these things all, at the end of the day, lead people into addictions. But Jesus wants to set us free. And uh, it says somewhere, turn to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, and verse 13, chapter 10, it says that he will not lead us. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. He's willing to save us from temptation. It's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, praise God. Praise God. And I've got more to say. It says, verse 14, in Matthew 6. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. It speaks about us being forgiving to others. Can we do that? We might find it hard. We might find it difficult. But it says that we can forgive. I'll tell you why we can forgive. Because you have been forgiven. You know that parable of the guy who owed money and the king or the judge or somebody called him and said, Look, you owe me all this money, we're going to put you in prison until you pay it all. And then he cries out for mercy, oh, I'm sorry, and didn't have a job. I'm paraphrasing doesn't say all of those things but it sounds like that and the, the king had mercy on him and he went out and someone owed him like 10 pence or a few bob yeah a few bob is old 10 p's yeah back in the day and he was you know it says that he was doing something to, to get that money off that person and someone saw him and reported him back to the king do you remember the story parable Time is running out, so that's why I'm rushing it. But, you know, let's not be like that. If somebody has wronged us, let them have whatever. You know, I'm sure all of us have given something to somebody and we've resented it, we've regretted it because they've abused us. 
They've abused our kindness and our, our generosity. And we hope that they will learn something from that. But anyway, God has forgiven us. Can we forgive others? Yes, we can. And this, the prayer speaks about the fact that, you know, our Heavenly Father is eternal. And he is concerned about where we're going to spend eternity. If you are concerned about the welfare of your children, then please, what I would say, fathers, is let us learn how to live godly lives. Dads. Because children are watching us. Your children, Bob, however old they are, they're watching you. And they're watching the way that we behave. And they're watching the way that we live our Christian lives. So, we conclude. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. I know. That, that kind of practice, because it actually says not to do that. No, 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 we're not, we're not wanting to do that. Well, do your children see the love of the Heavenly Father in you? No, I think so. Dad's. Do your children see the love of the Heavenly Father in you? It's a good... Oh, well done, Jackie. A confident nod. That's what we want. I mean, we could ask the children, couldn't we? I won't. Anyway... Before we close, I read something on, uh, on my Facebook. I had a look on my Facebook this morning and there was a quote from Oswald Chambers. I wrote it down. And Oswald Chambers said, now he passed away many, many years ago, and he said this, we have become so self-centred that we go to God only for something. You, under, you hear that? We're, we're from him and not for God himself. We're, he's basically saying, we go to God the Father just because we want something of him. And what God the Father is wanting, so Oswald Chambers is saying, can we go to God just to be with him? Because that's what he would like, just to have your company for half an hour, for one hour. Or two hours, however long you want to give him. Give him half a day or a whole day. He would delight in that. Rather than us go there say, Oh Lord, can I have a Cadillac? Can I have a Lamborghini? Can I have, you know, a million pounds? Do you mind helping me to win the lottery? All those sort of things. God wants to spend time with us. And he wants to spend time with each and every one of us. So bear that in mind as we close. Lord, we do come before you.
Father God, we do thank you that you are our Heavenly Father. And we just thank you for the fact that you've called each and every one of us into your presence. And we're just so grateful that you are at work in our lives, conforming us to the likeness of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Michael's going to play another hymn before we close. joining us today. We meet at Grove Hill Community Center at 11.30 p.m. in Hemel Hempstead. God bless you.